Hey there, Fletcher Mullthings Overlanding here, and today I'm going to be talking about a topic that doesn't get talked about that often. And I've had a bunch of people coming in my comments on YouTube mentioning this, especially with the new truck and the build-out that I've done on it, and that's payload. And again, it's not something I've ever really thought about. You know, it's a pickup truck. I can throw stuff on the back. Like, I'm just never really worried about it. And, you know, this is going to be sort of a philosophical conversation, not so much. I'm not going to, like, dive into the numbers or anything like that. But I will talk a little bit about the approximate weights of the stuff on my rig and talk about the, you know, how loaded down it is and then talk about some potential fixes for that and things to be aware of, right? Again, I haven't really thought about it. I deal with it, but there are definitely some downsides to having so much weight up high. So again, today I wanted to talk a little bit about overall payload, loading out your vehicle, kind of equipping your vehicle and some thoughts on that. And hopefully it'll be helpful for you if you are in the process of, you know, maybe loading up your vehicle or maybe editing your current setup. So if you want to hear more about payload and kind of loading out our trucks for overlanding and some thoughts and strategies for how to do that, stay tuned. So as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm going to talk a little bit about equipping our trucks and the resultant problems that come with overloading the payload capacity of your vehicle. Um, now again, if you're like me, I started doing this whole overlanding slash outfitting of trucks maybe four or five years ago. I've had three vehicles now. I'm on my third. It's a brand new 2023 Nissan Frontier Pro 4X. And uh, I immediately, when I got it, I essentially outfitted it very similarly to how I had my old truck outfit. Now, I did make some changes, and I'll kind of walk you through those things, but... Again, until recently, with all these people coming into my comments and stuff and talking about, well, how much is that tent weigh? How much is that awning? How much is your bed rack? How much is this? I, it's just not something that's ever occurred to me. And so I just always assumed that I would be under that weight. I'm like, well, it can't be that much with an awning, a bed rack, and a rooftop tent. But then I built a drawer system, and I built it out of wood, and it's heavy. And then I put a bunch of stuff in the drawer system, and then I throw fuel cans back there, and propane back there, and a diesel heater back there, and other gear back there, and chairs, and everything else. And it's very possible that I could be over payload. So again, this is more of a philosophical sort of conversation, but I want to get it into your guys' heads to think about this stuff more than I have, right? So learn from my mistakes and uh, just think about this stuff as you're building your rig or as you're, you're, you're modifying your vehicle. So, you know, when we talk about payload, another thing that I didn't really realize, and I'll show you here on the Nissan website, is that the payload differs based on the trim level, the length of the bed of your truck, whether you have a four-door truck or a you know king cab style truck on the Frontier, which has the like half door in the back. Um, they're all different, and they range from you know under a thousand pounds to about sixteen hundred pounds. So, and two-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive, they're sprung differently. So you, there's different weight capacities that the bed of your truck has. I did not realize that at all. I literally just glanced at the Nissan website and was like, 1,600 pounds, there's no way I'm over that. I'm fine, right? Um, I will also say that I've been to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I've been through Wisconsin trails uh, quite a bit. And then I went to Wyoming and did the, the BDR for a couple weeks straight. And I definitely noticed that, so I the suspension that I have on my truck is from a company called All Dogs Off-Road. It's the RC Killa Kit, which is essentially an Adelief in the rear to make it a little bit stiffer and raise it up about an inch and a half or two in the rear, and then a replacement coil on the front. So, but I still have stock shocks. I still have essentially stock leafs in the rear with an Adelief on it, and that's it. 
But what that really means is when I put, you know, say a three or 400 pound drawer system in the back, maybe a hundred pounds of miscellaneous fuel and propane and all that sort of stuff, uh, a refrigerator loaded with food and, and or drinks, that's maybe another 50, 60 pounds. Uh, my awning is about 50, 60 pounds. My bed rack is probably about 30, 40 pounds. It's all aluminum, so it's pretty light. And then my rooftop tent's about 170 pounds. Right there, you've got a ton of weight, right? That just adds up, it sneaks up on you. And it's not something to think about. And then on top of that, you've got yourself in the vehicle, which is on that suspension. So that counts as payload, right? You've got gear in the back seat. If you've got other passengers, a spouse or ch children or a dog, that's additional weight too. So all that stuff goes into those calculations. And again, I had never really thought about this. So I just wanted to bring it up as sort of a way for you guys to hopefully be a little bit smarter than I've been. Um, some of the downsides that I've definitely noticed is, you know, uh, my suspension is definitely, I'm getting a lot of dip in the rear and I'm, I'm using my bump stops quite a bit. Now, one of the solutions for this is obviously to go with some heavier duty leaf springs or whatever your rear setup is, to go with some heavier duty springs that are made to take additional weight and that can increase your payload basically. Um, you know, in the case of all dogs off-road, if you're a Nissan person, they do have these parabolic leafs for the rear that are much stronger than the, uh, the original ones. I actually have a set of those in my garage. I'm going to be installing here soon, hopefully whenever I get time. Um, but so then that should solve a lot of that sort of flex, uh, issue that I'm having with the rear with so much weight because my stock springs again are not made to compensate for that. In addition to that, you've got to kind of think about it because it could be a dangerous situation too, where you could either risk... Uh, body damage. Uh, I've done that before with my Xterra where my I was on stock suspension in the rear still and I had a drawer system in the back and I had a rooftop tent and all this stuff and I'm going through these you know big sort of off-road sections in the upper peninsula and literally in the video afterwards I watched back the video that I'd taken of myself going through it you can see the wheels and tires smashing up into the wheel wells and I actually cracked one of my rear fenders on one of the trails. Um, so that kind of stuff can happen. You have to be careful to avoid body damage, to potentially shredding or tearing up your tires can happen. Um, it's just there's a number of things that can be impacted by that stuff, right? Another thing to think about is you do have to kind of keep in mind, like, if you're a person that removes your rooftop tent all the time, that's a lot of weight that's going to come off. And then that changes sort of your whole payload, your whole loadout. So if you're gonna be removing that, then maybe you don't go quite as heavy on springs. Maybe you do like medium type springs that are in between the heavy duty and the you know OEM. But so you have to really think about that setup and you have to do some research into that stuff. Again, I'm no expert on that. I've never really paid attention to it. I just kind of suck it up and deal with it. If I damage my truck, I've damaged my truck in the past, right? Um, but I'm learning from it and I'm trying to improve. So that's why I wanted to bring this topic up to you guys is hopefully again, to get it in front of you. I will say there is a buddy of mine who is actually really knowledgeable, Nathan, uh, with Outdoor Auto, and I'll put a link to his video down below. I know he did one like months ago, months and months ago, but I remember watching it like, I don't know, six, eight months ago, and it was fantastic. He's got a ton of great info, so if you want to really dig deeper into this, now that this topic's sort of been brought up to you, again, I'll put a link down in the description below. Go check out his video. He talks through payload and all kinds of stuff related to that, and the actual science behind it, and kind of like do wheels and tires count, unsprung versus sprung weight, that that kind of thing. How do you calculate that? How can you reduce your, your unsprung weight, right? That kind of thing. So if you want to learn more of the specifics and the actual science behind it, definitely go check out his video. Um, but again, just something that has been coming up in my comments quite a bit, and I wanted to touch on it to kind of bring it out to you guys, especially since a lot of you guys are newer, like I was just a few years ago. You know, I'm not going to, I don't care if you want to blow me up in the comments and say, of course, you have to worry about payload, you're an idiot. Go ahead. 
feel free. But for a lot of us that are newer, it may not be something that you're thinking about, right? And it also sneaks up on you, like I said, so you may not have realized that you've blown past your payload. You may also may not realize that different, you know, configurations of your vehicle have different payloads. So definitely do some research on your vehicle, do some vehicle specific research on the Facebook pages and forums, and then go watch Nathan's video, check his out, learn more about this topic, and it'll be very helpful for you. Um, so again, I hope that that was helpful for you. If it was, and it kind of got the juices flowing, hit that like button if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, leave a five-star review, and I appreciate it, and it helps a ton, more than you even know. In the description down below will be a link to that video that I mentioned of Nathan's. Go check that out. It's awesome. Uh, there will also be links to all my social channels, so wherever you want to hang out, I'd love to have you. Go do that. There's also a link to my website down there where I have overlanding and camping funny stickers and patches. So if you're into those type of things, definitely check those out. And then last but not least, there is the Patreon page where we have a 24-7 Discord where we kind of chat about our rigs and stuff. And the Newbie Overlanders group, which is totally free to join. It has a ton of awesome members and it's different than the big groups where you're not going to get bullied for asking questions. So again, I hope that was helpful for you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.